0: Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening You've been so diligent and listening, and we're so grateful. Uh, we're having a great time, and we're doing everything we can to dive into the theological questions that you're asking as we read the Bible together. And uh, this is a break from our reading. I got a question. It was in regards to a sermon that I preached on uh, out of Deuteronomy chapter 5, and really It was Sanctity of Life Sunday. As we as Southern Baptists, we kind of have some uh, earmarked Sundays that we celebrate. And as we follow our Lifeway curriculum, and that's kind of our sermon series, naturally it fell to Sanctity of Life Sunday. And uh, certainly got a lot of questions in regards to the sanctity of the unborn, uh, the life of the unborn. And uh, we'll probably might even tackle some of those questions. But I preached a sermon Uh, from the commandment of thou shalt not murder. Okay, so that was, I I mean, I didn't choose the topic. I mean, listen, if I'm going to choose a sermon topic, Brother Johnny, it's not going to be to preach on murder, you know, but that's kind of how it was. And this is why I like the system that we're in because we don't leave any stone unturned. But in that, i got a question. I'm going to read this question and then y'all let's figure out how to answer, because this is a hot topic today. Uh, we know if, you, if you've followed any, uh, you know, just recent news. I, I mean, we had uh, some, some terrible, tragic events in Texas as far as church. and I mean, there's a, there's a huge question out here. As a matter of fact, I just saw, I think last week, uh, where the Baptist Press did a little survey about where people are inside church security and their mind of church security. Y'all know at Grace Baptist, we we believe in church security, but we're going to talk about that, and and, and why? I mean, what does all of that look like? Self preservation and protection, uh, and how do we reconcile that with Jesus and He's, you know, His turning the other cheap? So let let let's look at that. I'm going to give the question, and then we will um, uh, begin to discuss it right after this break
0: you're listening to we found another hour a podcast and ministry of grace baptist church in springfield tennessee if you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org we'd love to hear from you Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guest continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions.
1: All right, and we're back, and I'm grateful for you guys being in the studio with us today. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready for this question? Ready. Up. All right, so listen to this question. It's going to be kind of lengthy, but it really just boils down to one synopsis. But I want, to, I want those who are listening to really understand the, the question. And it says, I have a question about the sermon on Sunday. I know you said that protecting yourself or family from harm is not murder. In Matthew chapter 26, verses 54, when they came to take Jesus from the garden and the apostle pulled a sword and cut off the ear of the high priest's slave, Jesus told him to put the sword away, that he who lives by the sword should die by the sword. In this case, was he attempting to protect Jesus or was he being vengeful? Jesus said to love our neighbors as ourselves. Aren't, we to, aren't all people our neighbors? And how can I kill someone that I'm called to love? I'm not asking out of passivity. If anyone ever tried to harm my family, I wouldn't hesitate to neutralize the threat. I like that. I like that, mm. neutralize the threat. I was just curious. It's a big issue in this day and time. And I want to leave no room for doubt. I keep notes, uh, this is important. I keep notes on sermons and classes that I take, and I keep them in notebooks so that my children and grandchildren will have a resource to answer their questions when I'm dead and gone. Boy, ain't that good. I, I like that. Good. Okay, so here, here's the question. We're talking about, I mean, what about how do we reconcile how do we reconcile death? Uh, you know with uh and in, in all of this uh, and I think the first thing that we have to do is go back and I, I'll just kind of go back to my sermon that I preached to which them the question which I defined thou shalt not murder i I think that the translation of murder some versions of the Bible translate that as kill thou shalt not kill but I I think it's important that we uh that we understand the best translation of that is murder if we don't reconcile that every time we kill a bug or eat a steak we're going to be guilty of a mur- uh, 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 violating this commandment so i think it's important and murder helps us to really get the synopsis of what god is saying murder is um, a killing of the innocent or uh, a vengeful or, or malicious killing um in that regard and that is obviously this is what god is talking about it's wrong but how do we know the difference and really how do we reconcile all of this i had a i had a a question not long ago because here at grace baptist we have both uh on duty and off duty officers that provide security for us and at any given time i mean there is a there is a welcoming and i'll just say this from your pastor's standpoint, a welcoming number of firearms in the sanctuary and throughout our church building uh, preserving and protecting our campus and our people uh, on any given Sunday or Wednesday. Uh, we also hire uh, officers that, that would do this. So we have both plain clothed officers and security, lay security, as well as um, uh, officers uh, that serve our local sheriff's department. So I was asked the question even on that. How, why do we do this? Uh, one lady who asked about, she's like, well, you know, isn't that against God's will? Because if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could really go down a rabbit trail on this. But guys, this is this is like a somber sub subject. But it's a hot topic because... Uh, in this day and time, we, we know, and it doesn't matter which, poli- which side of the political spectrum you're on, this is a hot topic in our upcoming election and those elected officials. We just saw just a few weeks ago um, a, se- uh, uh, a, a Second Amendment right uh, in regards to, um, you know, gun rally in Virginia where they're, you know. They're buying
0: them back. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, so we've got all this. What's right and what's wrong? I'm curious as to your perspective. Who wants to tackle this thing first? How about the one who's carrying right now, Dr.
0: Parker? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mine's in my office, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, this is a, you know, I think your sermon, the basis of it is sanctity of life, and that's where the whole thing starts is that we have to understand what what that means and uh, so this gets caught up in the the idea of whether uh, w- what is life where does life begin all of that in the abortion debate i think we would all settle quickly on the fact that uh, you know most of us in the state of tennessee they have what's called the heartbeat bill that life starts when the heart beats most of us probably would land on the idea of life begins at conception. That's where I am, you know, and uh, so, and and we believe in that regard that that's a very serious matter to take the life of an innocent child. So the. We don't have to discuss that very much, even among ourselves, to come to that conclusion. I think we probably all come pretty close there. Well,
1: let me let me say a yeah. word about that because certainly in this room, we're all for the preservation of human life, especially uh, in this idea or this topic of choice, um, you know, and this uh, abortion debate. Um, that, that, one of the things that seems to even derail this discussion or try to derail this discussion in regards to abortion is the rare and extreme cases the less than 0.06 percent i think is the and and don't don't hold me to that but it's so minuscule but it's it's still it's tough because it happens but it's so minuscule but in the in the situations where uh Uh, A person has been raped or incest has been committed, okay, which is a very rare percentage in terms of uh, those children who are aborted, but that seems to be where those who are on the pro-choice side uh that they, they and you know this is where they want to try to derail pro-lifers and say you know how how could you say that that's okay so i mean why were i mean you created the doorway in this rabbit trail dr parker so how guys do we reconcile that i mean what what is our i mean when somebody says i, I you know i i believe in pro life except in cases of abortion or incest. I, I mean,
3: not a fair argument at all, I don't think. Okay. It, it doesn't it it's it, a rule based on the exception, yeah. which isn't it just doesn't translate. Trying to translate we're trying to legalize the killing of all babies that 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 anybody wants to kill on the chance that 0.6% could be through rape or incest. And then, you know, you can throw in another argument with that of, um, well, what if it's threatening the life of the mother? Which life do you choose then? Mm. Um, do you leave it up to chance at that point? And um, these are all hard questions. Really? It's, it's hard. I mean, I don't ever want to be in that circumstance, but what I'll come to and, and when you come down to what the Word says, it's life and it's precious. And, and God has a purpose for everything that's put into that's, that he breathes life into. And so I think that really answers the question for us. Um, well, it's kind, of, it's kind of the same issue
1: with the gun ban, right? Like we look at people and we need to take off all guns because of this catastrophic event that happened. Well, that's, that's not a rule. That, that's the exception, right? And so I think it's a, a really a play to let's take all of these exceptions and, and publicize them so we can get what we want. Yeah, they
3: take the exception of like, okay, you can have a bump stock stock for a gun, which turns it into a fully automatic machine gun. So if you can have a bump stock for this type of gun, then you have to ban all guns. It's not a fair argument. Yeah. Um. You know, does somebody need per se a machine gun? That's that's their choice, and that's what the Second Amendment stands for. But I
1: definitely want all of our military to have them. Oh, Excellent. no doubt yeah, about you, that. Yeah, yeah, come on.
3: But um, but you know, I, I'm for I'm for the Second Amendment. There's there's no doubt, and I'm for life. And and um, we can't look at just we can't make up unfair arguments in order to ban everything, um, or just justify what we want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I
2: opened it up that way for a reason is, is that in around... What, well, to make
1: this podcast real long? Because yeah, <laughs> we haven't even got to the question. No, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. But, no, you asked me, though. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm answering come on. the question.
2: No, uh, the question, it, and it really goes back uh, to Augustine, the church father, about 400. This was a question they dealt with. When can you take a life? and there they had armies invading and you know going over and burning villages and killing and raping people and all that sort of thing so the question he developed what's called the just war theory for for war but it applies everywhere and the first question that is asked is is what you do a just cause abortion certainly is not the question that comes though in protection of your life or someone else's life is is it are you able then to use force uh, back against the person who is attacking you? And he would say, certainly, that's you have to protect life and you do proportionately what they do. If they come with a gun, then obviously that's... Uh, Uh, License to use a gun and that's how it's done in our society so much so that's the point well and and I want to come back on that uh, last
1: part and brother Bob I'm sure you want to weigh in since we got off on the abortion topic I'm sure you want to weigh in on this but you know uh, my synopsis is you know life does begin at conception and uh, our responsibility as human beings uh, as moral agents of, of God's creation is that we protect and preserve human life um, at, at all costs and that um, whether that be inside the womb or on the outside of the womb in our nation this is really where the debate is, is, is rallying up and it, it, it's ramping up but, but here's the bottom line we have a constitution that, that says that you know that Naturalized citizens are, uh, you know, protected under, the. you know, they have certain alienable rights and that we should preserve those rights. Well, if, if we believe that a child begins and life begins at conception, I think most who are pro-choice uh, really find that they, they, this idea of life or a child uh doesn't really start somewhere until after the 20th week that's when they sense pain or that's when science says that they sense pain so that's really kind of where this whole thing stems from but i believe that uh that that child uh is protected even you know under the agency of morality but even under our constitution is is protected and that when when you um when you abort a fetus, you're killing a child. And that that would constitute um, a, a, a falling of the outside of the boundary of God's will and God's plan and God's word. would so, we call that murder by your definition? I believe it's murder. Okay. I do. I believe it's murder. I believe it's uh, uh, killing of the innocent um, with malicious intent. You, you intend that that person will not live another moment past this... This time and this decision, we
4: get into we, we we get into all of this because there there's it's such a divisive thing, and in our culture today, if you don't agree with me, uh, then you're ignorant or you're uh, they call you a name. If you don't agree with me, then you're so and so. You're this, you're that, or the other. But there's an element in this that's never that I I don't ever hear it discussed. It's just plain common sense. If if you destroy uh, the unborn, uh, then what does the future hold? Uh, we've watched, uh, and you can do this in history. You can do it through the Bible, and you can watch generations after generations. Sometimes it took hundreds of years to make the circle, but you eventually get into where you're you're sacrificing the the, the infants. Uh, you you're allowing. Uh, absolutely no moral standards, and it's just a part on the slippery slope of a culture going down to eventually to destruction and destroying itself. Uh, and, you know, uh, Paul told Timothy, and of course he's talking about meeting physical needs of family, making sure you got food and water and all of those things. But he said if a man won't protect his family or take care of his family, he's worse than an infidel. Yeah. And uh, so as far as murder... You know, uh, uh, Jesus was the victim of corporal punishment. He was killed uh, on a cross. That was the will of God. That was why he came. Uh, But he himself was the victim uh, of capital punishment. People say, well, we should not have capital punishment. We should not uh, execute uh, convicts. Well, again, and the person that brought the question said, an eye for an eye. Uh, that was not uh, t- to be that way, uh, but that's exactly what the Bible tells uh, us to do. A- and also, then there's the there's the idea that uh, and the, the writer of the question asked about Peter uh, taking out his sword and uh, or his knife and cutting off the ear of, of uh, Malchus, I believe it was, and uh, you know it, and, and Peter was standing in the way of the will of God. Peter was standing in the way of, of the process that God had put in place. Uh, that was a kingdom action. And, uh, but to say that a man has not the, the ability nor the right to protect himself or to protect his family, I think, is just beyond any kind of parameters of what I would call just plain common sense.
1: And I think uh, it, it shows a lack of responsibility. Let's take Peter, for instance, and, and well, I, th- I think we can summarize with this. Let's take Peter, even in the question. When Peter cut off the ear of the high priest's servant, Malchus, and we know the miracle that took place, Jesus put his ear back on, and, you know, that's always good to have Jesus around in case your <laughs> ear gets cut off, you know. But, I mean, I don't know how many times he fixed your ear in high school. Oh, yes, he did. When y'all went to high school together. But, I mean, think about this, guys. (laughs) Here's the answer to the question. Who, and I'm going to answer it with just a couple of questions. Let me ask you, uh, in terms of Jesus and Peter's relationship, who is the most boisterous but yet the unspoken, unelected, and unofficial but yet... Uh, who who was that Who was that unelected leader of the disciples? Peter. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So, and they and they had a special relationship. Peter, Peter, James, and John engaged in so much more than even the other nine disciples. Right. I mean, they were close. But here's the answer to the question: We often think that Jesus was a pacifist and that Jesus was anti, you know, protection or anti weaponry. His closest ally and the leader of the disciples was carrying a sword. Now, what he did with the sword at that point in time was not what God intended. Jesus, it was his time. But the fact that Jesus with, I I mean, Peter with Jesus,
4: he had a sword. I believe that is the end of the discussion. Mm -hmm. There are probably others in the group that were toting, too. <laughs> you
3: know, and we look at it, and we're in a political season right now, and the question was asked, if we're called to love our neighbor, how could I kill somebody I'm called to love? And, and then that question was asked as, like, to protect my family. Well, how could you not protect somebody you love if you're called to love your neighbor? That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, guys, I, I think that we're and, and this this could be a hot uh, topic, and I'm I mean it's obvious that us in the room are on the same page, and if there be anyone listening, say, so, well, you know, I've got some alternative views. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you uh, write to us and uh, come join us in the studio, and we'd have a great. Uh, discussion about that but I believe that we could take the synopsis of of what we've taken today and just understand really the difference between killing and murder self-protection okay and where the bible stands on that it's okay to protect yourself and really it's not only a right but it's a responsibility that you have and especially when it comes to protecting ourselves that's everyone including the innocent unborn thank you for allowing us uh to our guys thank you for joining us in the studio and y'all thank you for allowing us to just venture out on these topics if you've got any questions uh listen to the outro and you can uh, get your questions answered as we get to them and i thank you again for your followership and listenership we really appreciate you tuning in each week as we do the best job we can Have a great time doing it, but do the best job that we can to answer your theological questions. Until next time,
0: God bless. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393 For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.